This is the 2448 Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Matt Broom, your friendly firefighting financial planner, and this is the 2448 Podcast. This show focuses on improving your finances, your side hustles, and moving the fire service forward through honest discussion. Let's get going. Without an objective, the objective will not be reached. Without a goal, the goal will not be achieved. Without a standard, the standard will not be met. Without a mission, the mission cannot be accomplished. Without an ideal, the ideal will never be realized. Without a clear path, the path cannot be followed. Yet we as human beings often go through life without any of these, and so... We wander. We wander aimlessly, moving without making progress. Days, months, and years pass us by. Time is wasted, which means life is wasted, and potential is wasted. Our own potential, squandered. Meandering through life instead of becoming who we could be, instead of attaining our highest possible manifestation of being, we simply become whatever it is that we become. We fall short in so many ways. We fall short. But this need not be our fate. We can prevail over mediocrity. We do that by chasing the ideal. Our ideal. An ideal that we must define. An ideal that we must codify in no uncertain terms so we know what we are striving for. We must have a code to follow. That's a passage from the code, the evaluation, the protocols, striving to become an eminently qualified human by Jocko Willing and Dave Burke. And that's going to start our discussion today of setting strategic goals and deciding upon the tactics that it's going to take to get there. And on the following page of this book, Jocko and Dave lay out the code which are basically 10 rules to live by, and two of them correlate directly to what we're going to talk about this evening. Number four, I will not waste money, and I will make prudent financial decisions. Money is hard to earn. And that's followed immediately by number five, I will set goals that I will strive toward. Because without those goals... We wander aimlessly. No one wants to wander through life aimlessly, squandering our potential. We have to set that goal if we want to achieve it. We have to imagine that ideal if we want to realize it. And then once we do those things, we begin to see the path. And once we see the path, we can get on the path, we can follow the path. So last week we discussed the financial size-up, which basically allowed you to create your net worth statement and get a good handle on your cash flow situation through the power of budgeting. 
in, in the map analogy, that is where you are today, your net worth. That's where you are today, financially speaking. And now when we start talking about setting strategic goals, we're talking about where you want to go. And then the tactics is going to be the turn-by-turn directions to get there. But without ever setting that goal, how will you know how to get there? So let's talk about goal setting. Most people roll their eyes when they talk about goal setting because, well, it's something that they're always told. You need to set goals. You need to set goals. You need to set goals. And there's a reason why you're always told that. It's because it works. It gives you an aim. You must have an aim if you want to hit the target. Otherwise, you're just shooting in the dark. So if you refer back to your financial size up, you've done your net worth, you can use that to begin to evaluate what kind of goals you need to be setting. When you're going through that net worth statement, you see a bunch of credit card debt. What does that tell you? You need to focus on paying that off. You need to set a goal to pay off your credit cards and reach debt freedom. If you're looking at your net worth statement and you're 35 years old and you got nothing saved for retirement, you got to get on that. Social insecurity is not going to provide you a nice retirement one day. You've got to take responsibility for your financial situation, set a retirement goal, which it may be later than you want if you don't have the you know financial means to invest a bunch of money, but that's okay. Taking action now is going to be a lot better than waiting another five years to start because then you're going to have to put away even more money. But going back to the code, without a goal, the goal will not be achieved. Without a mission, the mission cannot be accomplished. So you got to look at that net worth statement and see where you stand, see where you need to take action. If you don't have an emergency fund, that's definitely top of the list. If you've got a bunch of credit card debt, that is top of the list. So grab a pen and paper. Pull out that net worth statement that you made. Right at the top of that paper, what are my goals? Just to shield yourself from financial chaos, you need some sort of savings. So a minimum of $1,000 saved up in cash in a savings account for a rainy day is a must. Otherwise, you cannot get off the hamster wheel of credit card debt because when you need new tires, where do they go? On that credit card. When, you know, the roof leaks, where does that go? On the credit card. So you've got to build up some sort of just initial rainy day fund if you don't have that initial shielding. So if you don't have that, that is number one. But let's imagine you do have that. What what else is there? Well, it's very tough to get ahead when you're paying 18% instead of earning it. So if you've got credit card debt, start there. Debt freedom. If you're in a little better financial situation, maybe you don't have any debt and you're focused on retirement, you've got a couple of kids, well, it's probably going to look like you need to figure out how much you need to be saving to reach financial freedom, retirement, whatever you want to call it, the ability to walk away from work if you want to. You need to figure out how much you need to put away per month to get there in 15, 20, 30 years, whatever your time frame is. If you've got a couple of kids, you need to figure out 
well, how much of their college education do we want to actually fund? Do we want to pay 100%, 50%, 75%, whatever? Do we want to cash flow some of this? And then once you know how much you want to put towards it, then you can start to work out the tactical objectives to get there. But it starts with grabbing a pen and paper, writing at the top, what are my financial goals? And just do a brain dump. Put it all down there, whatever it is. If something comes to mind, put it down. Big, small, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just put it down on the paper. And after you've done that, I'd probably get up and walk away from it. And come back to it in 10, 15, 20 minutes. Maybe the next day. And start to look at it. Because right now you probably just have a list of a bunch of kind of arbitrary things. Retirement is not very specific. College funding is not very specific. We have to get very specific about what the ideal is, otherwise the ideal will never be realized. And without the specificity, you can't create the clear path to follow. So now that you've kind of got a bunch of arbitrary things down on a piece of paper that right now aren't actually very useful, begin to prioritize them. What's most important to you? Ask yourself that. Seriously. What is most important to you? What is most important about your money to you? And then look at that arbitrary list on that piece of paper and start to prioritize which goal is going to be most impactful. And once you've got a number one goal, We'll just use retirement as an example. Well, now it's time to start to work out these specifics so we can get to the actual tactics. We've set, uh, we have an idea of what we want our strategic goal to be. Now we have to start honing in on what that means and then deciding upon the tactics to accomplish that goal. So, Let's just imagine you're a 25-year-old fireman, married, you want to retire at age 55. That's going to give you 30 years to accumulate a nest egg to walk away from the fire department. How much are you going to need? How much are your yearly expenses going to be in retirement? Those are very hard questions to answer when you're talking about 30 years from now. And that's why we basically make our best guess. These things don't have to be exact. They never are exact. We actually have to use a lot of assumptions when it comes to financial planning and Everybody knows what happens when you assume things. It makes an ass out of you and me, and that's what personal finance does. It makes an ass out of us all the time. But that's okay. We adjust, we reevaluate, and we keep moving forward. Because we can't plan for the future without assumptions. And just on that topic, it's, it goes back to this principle of the map is not reality. 
you put together a plan to reach retirement. Just because you put together a plan doesn't mean it's going to go as planned. I think it was Mike Tyson that said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Maybe it was Mike Tyson. I can't remember. Somebody said that though. And it's true. The markets are going to punch you in the face. Life is going to punch you in the face. You're going to lose a job. You're going to uh, have a sick child. You're going to have something go on that's going to punch you in the face and your plan's going to go to shit and you're going to have to reevaluate, pick yourself up, create a new plan and get back on the path. Life will knock you off the path. That's okay. That's to be expected. So going back to our retirement example, it is our best guess at what your strategic goal is going to be. So let's just make a guess that you think you could live on $50,000 a year in retirement. That's a reasonable assumption. If you have your house paid off, you don't have any debt. That sounds like an actually pretty good life. You get kids out of the house, just you and your wife at that point, you and your spouse. And you can you know, probably live a fantastic life on $50,000 a year. Well, how much of a portfolio will you need to accomplish that? And this is kind of the step-by-step process of honing in on what to do, getting down to the tactics. Well, based on safe withdrawal rate research, basically, if you divide 50000 which would be your retirement expenses, by 4%, that gives you a portfolio of $1.25 million, is what you would need to sustain that portfolio over almost any 30-year time frame and never run out of money which we've all been to these death camp nursing homes, running out of money at the end of life sounds pretty awful. So it's a good guesstimate as to what to use if you don't want to run out of money in retirement. There's a good chance that you'll end up with a boatload of money to pass on, and that's really not that half bad. So uh, 4% is actually a pretty conservative uh, number to use when it comes to retirement withdrawals. You can probably go a little bit higher than that, but for sake of planning, I would shoot for the conservative number, which puts you at that 1.25 million portfolio, which would allow you to draw $50,000 per year and probably live a pretty damn good life in retirement. So what does it take to get there? Well, if you've been working for the fire department for a few years, say you started at I don't know, age 20, you're now 25, you've been putting into this thing for a little while, your wife's been working, you've got $50,000 in your 401A and 457B already. Your wife, or not, maybe not between just those accounts, but also your wife's accounts, wherever she's working, she's got a 401K somewhere, something along those lines. And between the two of you, you've got $50,000. You're already doing pretty damn good. Well, how much are you going to need to contribute per month to hit your goal? earning a reasonable rate of return around 8%. It's 500 per month. That's 6,000 a year. That's like nothing in the grand scheme of things. So pull up an investment calculator and do the math. This is actually quite simple math and there's investment calculators all over the place. But so now you've got your tactic down. Boom. We need to invest $500 per month into our retirement accounts to reach financial freedom. At a minimum, I would actually shoot higher than that if you have the additional cash flow to do so. And that's just talking about your contributions. So you probably got uh, some matching contributions, other things going on. So it's probably quite easy to go above and beyond that $500 uh, per month goal. And anything above that is icing on the cake. That means you're going to be able to you know, have a better retirement. So that's the minimum to reach your retirement goal. So now you've got that down. 
you got to set that on autopilot, which for most uh, workplace retirement plans, that's not a big deal. Taking out, you know, 500 a month or however much a paycheck. If you, you know, get paid biweekly, you just have to do the math on that to figure out how much you need to put away. And you put that on on autopilot, put it into some sort of target date fund, or you could even mimic the target date fund on your own. If you look at what the target date fund is invested in for your age range, and you could probably find cheaper investments within your plan that mimic that fund very closely and just do it on your own. But the target date fund is easy. And if it's cheap, that's great. Whatever, put it in there, roll with it. And that goal's done. You've, you've, <laughs> you've laid out a clear path that you can follow to reach retirement and find success. Now you have to check in every so often, you know, quarterly when you update your net worth statement, when you conduct your financial size up again. You know, you're going to have to do a CAN report, check out your conditions, actions, needs when it comes to your financial household. And you do that continually over and over. Number one goal is down. What, let's say you have a number two goal, a, a college education uh, funding strategy for your kids. It's the same thing. It's the same process. Well, how much do you think you're going to need? Well, uh, you know, the college that little Jimmy wants to go to costs $10,000 a year right now. We don't know what the future is going to look like if you have a kid that's five years old and he's going to, to school in, you know, 13 years from now. There's a lot of changes going on in education. We're really just, you know, shooting in the dark as far as what education is going to cost in the future. Is it going to be online? Is it going to be in person? We don't know. There's a lot of things that are changing right now. So, but the odds are that the value of education is going to remain. It may not look the same as what it does today, but becoming educated is a good deal. That's kind of been shown throughout history. So if you want your children to continue with their education uh, post high school, it's a good idea to start planning for it. So just figure out if, if the you know tuition and books and everything is $10,000 a year right now, look up a college uh, funding calculator. I've got one pulled up in front of me right now that I created into a spreadsheet. I can send this to you if you'd like and start punching in the numbers of what they might need. So if you want to fully fund it, you know, uh, $10,000 college education with an inflation rate of 6%, an estimated rate of return of 7%, you got 13 years away, let's say you got $2,000 in a 529 right now. Once you get in college, you're going to be earning less money. So you're talking about a, because you're going to move to more conservative investments. So you're talking about maybe a 3% rate of return at that point. If you're doing this bi-weekly, 20, you know, 26 times a year, every time you get paid, you're talking about 150 bucks a paycheck if you want to reach the goal of fully funding that college education. So boom, put that on autopilot. So you got 500 going into your retirement accounts. You got 150 going into a, you know, college education fund, whether it's an ESA or a 529 or even a Roth IRA or you know, there's all sorts of funding strategies there. But you put those things on autopilot and then you just keep on trucking. Boom, what's next? And you, you're prioritizing and executing upon your financial goals. You set strategic goals. You establish the tactics to get there. And now you have to check in on, check in on them every so often. Let's say 
uh, we have a, you know, a run of a few bad years in the markets or something. And, you know, your, your portfolio hasn't performed as you expected. Well, do we need to begin investing more money to reach our retirement goal? You got to always check in and reevaluate these things. Let's say you set a goal, you know, five years ago of having an emergency fund, a six month emergency fund, and you reached that goal. And over time, your family's grown. You had a couple of kids and you haven't changed your emergency fund. Well, um, an emergency with a couple of kids uh, is a different, you know, ball game than just having an emergency with you and your wife. So you've got to reevaluate. If, if your expenses have gone up by having kids, maybe getting a bigger home and doing things of that nature, you got to, have to reevaluate your expenses and increase your emergency fund. So it becomes a constant, you know, trending of vital signs, trending your financial vital signs. But when it comes to setting strategic goals and then figuring out the tactical objectives, there's no secret sauce to it. It's work that you just have to sit down and do. But as Jocko and Dave say, without a goal, the goal will not be achieved. You have to take aim if you want to hit the target. Without a clear path, the path cannot be followed. I certainly don't want to meander through life squandering my potential. And if you're listening to this, I would imagine you probably don't either. Don't allow days, months, and years to pass you by not planning for your financial future. Take responsibility for your financial future. Take responsibility for your family's financial future. Take responsibility for your financial freedom, for your retirement, for your kids' education, whatever it is. Take responsibility for it. Educate yourself. Google is a powerful tool. Google how to plan for retirement. You will probably find hundreds of thousands of of great uh, you know info on Google to to help you in that process. Look up your state's five twenty nine plan. Look up a, a debt snowball calculator. Check in on your net worth quarterly. I don't suggest more than that because that means you're constantly pulling up your retirement and looking at it and all that kind of stuff. You don't, once you set these things on autopilot, you need to check in to make sure you're on the path, correct, if you're not, and then get back to it. And then you check in again next quarter and you keep doing that over and over and it becomes like, uh, you know, bumpers on a, a, a bowling lane. It's always kind of a, you know, you're, you're aiming for a goal, which is off in the, into the future. And there's always fluctuations and volatility. And as time goes on, you hope to move high and to the right, but you're kind of bouncing from one bumper to the next. And it's those check-ins and evaluations that allow you to course correct and get back on the path. So don't wander aimlessly. Set strategic goals. Figure out the tactics you need to take to accomplish them. And then get to work.
Thanks for listening to the 2448 podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the show however and wherever you see fit. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you're interested in coming on as a podcast guest, please go to the Facebook page. There's a Google form pinned at the top. Fill it out, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. I hope you enjoyed the music. They are some friends of mine that make up the band All the Locals, and they were generous enough to let me use their music for the show. So check them out. They flip and rock. But until next time, y'all stay safe. Cheers.